On today's Homes Real Estate Podcast, we are talking lake levels and uh, the effect it has on Southeast Michigan. Stay tuned. All right. Hello, everybody. It is the Homes Real Estate Podcast. I'm Peter Toring. And I'm Chris Van Bell. And we are talking about if you are a Southeast Michigan resident, this is nothing that you don't know already. Uh, but we're talking about rising lake levels. St. Clair hit its uh, record high in June. Uh, up 33 inches from long-term average. Oh my goodness, that's huge. So we've had, uh, I mean, we've been seeing some really, it's it's starting to affect non-waterfront property owners. It's flooding streets. It's, I mean, it's really been a nightmare. Yeah, it, it's crazy and, and it makes you think a little bit more, you know, double check some homes, double check things that can get water out of your house. Right, you had water in your basement over the weekend, right? I did, it was a bad connection. Oh. Okay. Partially from the air conditioner, partially from bed connection with the sump, and man, did it spray water everywhere. Oh, yeah. That's the, uh, we're having a lot of homeowners that have been watered in their basement, so we wanted to talk about a couple things. Number one, uh, these lake levels and how they're going to affect things, hopefully in the future here, and then talk about preparing your home, understanding your risks, and things like that. So let's talk a little bit about where the lake is right now. So we have, if you look at, I think it's 12 or 16 inches up from last year. Last year was pretty high. Right. Um, well, so and that's is, part of the cycle. Let's not forget. I mean, yeah. You know, six years ago, we were having the reverse complaint that everyone was paying for dredging and there was no water. And yeah. So it, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And the next thing you know, everybody's dredging everything out, moving dirt. Now it's like we've got more water we don't do it. And probably in, it'll start going down soon. And then within what, six, seven years, it's going to be back to the, oh, what do we do? There's no water. Yep. Exactly. I know certainly we've seen them in duck hunting. So if you want to get into the nerdy portions, uh, the uh, our last data point was 572 feet. Uh, this is their, uh, you know, I'm not exactly sure how that's determined, uh, but the uh, the difference from our uh, the low is 63 inches average. Uh, we're up this week. Just our summer average this year, we're up four inches, and we're up twelve inches from last year. So this is even a wet uh, month, even for for this summer. So that's really something to look for. Uh, the other thing to look look at is what is predicted. Uh, we're not predicted to go down at all in August. No, and we're not. Uh, I think mean, you have the chart. When are we starting to predict to start going down? It, it looks like possibly late August, and this is just for Lake Saint Clair. And keeping in mind, there is still a ton of water in Lake Superior. That still hasn't made its way down here yet. Um, so uh, yeah, it, they're up. I think sixteen inches from last year. I know which Lake Huron is, is a lot. Yeah, for Lake Superior. So the uh, I'm sorry, they, it might be Huron that's up sixteen, but the uh, I'm, I'm pulling the data here right now. Sixteen is up. Uh, I'm sorry, Superior is up fifteen inches from last year. Uh, Huron is up sixteen. Yeah. So it looks like we're not. Erie's gonna... up eleven. Ontario is up thirty inches. Oh yeah. So I mean, this is this is really. Um, you know, a, a lot of water going on here. So we're not going to uh, notice a difference of it going down till probably September sometime. I think so. Uh, Ontario is projected to go down quite a bit. Superior is projected to go up in August. That's kind of scary. So, and this is from, if anyone's wondering, this is from U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. This isn't, we don't just make up these numbers. So, uh, now, what? How does this affect our our people here? Obviously, if you are a boater, you've got to be respecting the no wake zones. I think that goes without saying. And, and it stinks because every time we see, you know, there's that bad boater out there that's got to go 
super fast through the channels and canals and all this other stuff wrecking people's property. It gives all boaters a bad name, which is unfortunate. Yeah. But, I mean, come on, man. we got to take care of each other. And too many boaters that, well, just one boat wake isn't going to make the difference. But if enough people think that way, and, and right now, one boat could make the difference. The right wake is sending water over sandbags. So Or knocking out sandbags. People are yeah. putting sandbags up. And and uh, I just saw a video, this this big 45-footer or whatever, just came cruising down, I think, uh, South Channel. Mm-hmm. And was blowing over sandbags. Yeah. I just mean, knocking really, them down like they're not there. Yeah. Boaters, you got to be careful. Same thing if you're driving through flooded areas be really really yeah, careful people don't understand that mm-hmm. i mean one you can't see what's underneath yeah in a lot of cases it's dirty water it's not clear you don't know what's in front of you so if there's a road out or a big pothole or something i mean there, there could be a lot of damage to your vehicle mm-hmm. more damage to the roads and then you just like the boat you're creating a huge weight that's going to destroy people's property too yeah and i think that's really something that should be uh, be looked at and we will tie this into real estate at some point here so if those any of you guys who are uh, waiting with bated breath for us to tie this in uh the so let's let's talk this uh let's let's go right into that how is this going to affect if you are a waterfront property owner this is affecting you in a major way if you're looking to sell it, it is it's it's tough to have buyers come in and see floods um you know i i do think i'm not saying it's you need to wait but it if you if you can avoid it right now, you might want to wait a little bit till this water goes down. Right, my and we can't stress enough: this is a cycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are not meteorologists; we don't work for the Army Corps; we're no expert. We've just been around enough to mm-hmm. know that this happens. I, I mean, yeah, it, it happened it in 1985. Uh, you know, we had severe lows in 2011, 10, 12. Um, yeah, we were standing outside <clears throat> uh, my buddy's canal on the dirt next to a seawall. Yeah, I mean that's how low it was. It's been it's been both, so you know I wouldn't have any freak out long term, uh, but certainly you know hopefully in a few weeks we'll be receding a little bit, uh, and at least you know when buyers can get to your property, that's a good time to uh, to oh, kind of revisit the issue. issue. I, yeah. I mean, if I hear water in a basement, I'm like, oh, not good. But mm-hmm. if you see it start coming towards your property. Um, people get a little hinky about it. So let's talk about preparing your house. Number one, you need to understand your risk. You need to understand, are you in a flood zone? Are you, uh, you're going to know that whether you have flood insurance or not, but that's available through FEMA's information. Yeah, and what kind of flood zone you're in too. Let's not Mm -hmm. forget that. Some of the people on Lake Huron, they may not be a flood zone per se, but they could be eligible for flood insurance should they choose to get it. Right. Uh, Also, know what your homeowner's insurance covers. Know what flood insurance covers. Uh, and then start taking some pictures, start documenting. Uh, you know, if you haven't taken some pictures of your house in a couple of years, it's always a good thing to do for your homeowners insurance anyways. Um, oh, yeah. But if you have to file a claim and you, you know, claim property, they're going to want to know what was down there and, um, you know, what everything looked like. That's, it's it's definitely worthwhile. You know, on that note, it's a good time to talk to your, your insurance agent or provider. See, see what your flood insurance is. Is it just the water that comes from the outside in? Mm. Or is it water that backs up from a sump pump, broken pipe? I mean, water can come in many forms. Yeah. So double check with them and see how you're covered because you don't want to find out you're not covered if one of these events happens. Absolutely. Uh, and then to the, if you've got, if, especially a finished basement, um, oh. you know, start looking at this. But if you have an unfinished basement that maybe you get a lot of storage, um, it, it, you've got some valuables down there, now is probably going to be a good time to start moving those around, uh, you know, making sure those old pictures of mom aren't uh, going to get destroyed. 
Uh, and then of course, any electronics that are down there. And if you're at risk of serious flooding, might not be a bad idea to, you know, to uh, unplug some, especially sensitive electronics, anything you don't want getting zapped. That, that's huge. I mean, that's reminding me of the Warren floods. You know, people had all these awesome finished basements that they put mm -hmm. together and put a whole bunch of money into. And again, with insurance, they weren't getting the money back. Yeah. They weren't able to rebuild them. They weren't able to be made whole again. Yeah. So that's something, again, understanding your insurance coverage is key there. Uh, the, uh, the other thing we want to look at, too, is make sure you sandbag, if you, especially if you live on the water or you're on a canal. you got to know this by now. Um, but uh, reach out different municipalities have different ways that they're getting sandbags out there. There are different uh, uh, stations. You, you know, obviously buy them. There are also a couple of other products. We just saw one. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to find out who makes it. it was, it's a water diverter. Uh, and it was it was between one and three hundred bucks. Right. It was a uh, it, it seemed to do the same job as sandbags. You can it, I just looked. You can get them from a couple of companies. Um, and they, uh, you know, they seem to have, have some pretty decent reviews and seem to, that they might, uh, be a little bit easier to use than sandbags. Yeah. And I saw something on the Harsons Island, uh, Facebook page that I, I believe the Island, Island owners were getting together and buying a few of them. Um, and, and we see it more and more. And like Peter said, I, I've seen Chesterfield in Baltimore, Harrison Township. I, I've seen some areas where they have piles of sand, bags, whatever, um, our, our communities are taking care of all, all the people that live by the water, and that, that's kind of great to see. And uh, a lot of the kids and schools and stuff are going to help out and fill up sandbags, too. Yeah, I just saw uh, Anchor Bay. Oh, these are, okay, for small ones, these are available as, as low as 30 bucks. Um, but, uh, yeah, I saw Anchor Bay schools. Kids were helping out yep. a couple of different places. So uh, definitely worth looking into to, to getting sandbags here. And there are some, apparently, I, I did not know this, there are some uh, interior uses for sandbags if you are not on the water but you are in a place that is likely to your street is likely to flood uh you can sandbag i think it's like behind your door i reach out to the people that know better on this there's all sorts of stuff on youtube oh, i'm not a sandbag expert. yeah same here man that's kind of <clears> so, cool uh the the other thing you want to do too is you, you really want to make sure if you have got a dock uh and your dock is underwater and if you have power to your dock make sure you're shutting off your dock power this is huge guys this is like really huge Electrical shock drowning is no joke. If you and every boater needs to know this. If you are boating, number one, don't boat near marinas. Or I'm sorry, don't swim near marinas. Anyways, right. um, if you are boating near, I'm sorry, swimming in. You know, I know kids are going out and swimming in the canals. Make sure parents that you're watching your kids. It is something that happens very, very quickly. Um, but make sure if you, especially if you live on a canal, talk to your neighbors. Make sure everyone who's you know who's got flooding in their docks is shutting off power. That's huge. Dock. I mean, when, when all your mu muscles tense up and you can't use any of them, mm -hmm. including your heart, um, there's not a lot we can do. And if somebody tries to jump in, well, guess what? They're a goner too. Right. It, yeah. It's it's it doesn't discriminate. Yeah. It's 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 definitely a big deal. So, uh, and if your kids are out swimming, they say there's tingling or anything like that. Uh, immediately get them out of the water, guys. So, uh, I think that uh, long-term is this the, the biggest deal we've ever seen in the world. No, but it is something that's serious, and it's something that you know needs to be addressed. So, uh, And it's not something that, uh, I guess, can be addressed as far as the, uh, the lake levels, but make sure you're prepared. Yeah, just uh, we like to get information out, make sure everybody's prepared, everybody's mm -hmm. as safe as possible. We like everybody to stay safe. Um, no. But it, it's here, it's coming, mm -hmm. and it's going to be here, especially with some of the rainstorms we've had lately. I mean, that's a lot of water coming down. Also, if you have a sump... Or, and you don't have a backup or you, you know, if maybe your sump is kind of getting there, 
go test them, make sure you're, you're replacing them. The ground, the groundwater levels are going to become high. That sump's going to be working hard. Make sure you're keeping an eye on it, you know, maybe a little bit more than, than normal. Double check, so, put a bucket of water down there, see how it does. Yep. So, uh, these are a couple of tips we have. Also, if you have had flooding uh, and you need you know, recommendations on disaster recovery people, we can certainly help you out there. Feel free to reach out to us with any questions you might have. But uh, thanks so much, guys, for listening. Make sure and subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, and the like. And follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and on Instagram. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Take care.